Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor at swatradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook or Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And if you listened yesterday, you know that Doug is out, and he's out again today. And we have Brad Sykes back in with us. Uh, Brad. This is this is when Steve is supposed to come in with like some claps or something. Come on, Steve, you've got to have that, don't you? Oh, there, there we go. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and uh, so Brad was on with us yesterday and showed us why he's the man. Uh, did a great job uh, showing why he's the the vet, and I'm the rookie. Um, so if you missed that and you would like to listen to that, you can listen uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast by searching SWAT Radio, or you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com, and just look for the podcast from yesterday, Monday the 12th. But anyway. Hey, to- I, I didn't know you were a comedian. I mean, <laughs> that, that's really funny. Uh, <laughs> no, but- I'm the vet. <laughs> well, true in age, but uh, definitely not in uh, skill. Oh, uh, you you got this down, Taylor. You're doing a great job. Um, I'm just trying to be like you. Hey, I'm just glad to be here. And, <laughs> and I got to tell you, one of the things that, um, you know, in the midst of COVID, Corona, you know, what is it that you have missed the most? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we live in a different world than we had six months ago, eight months ago. Yeah. How long has it been? Let's see. March, in fact... Uh, Doug and I and a couple other SWAT brothers, uh, we had scheduled a day at the TPC. Mm. You remember yeah. that? And uh, it was Thursday, first day, round one. And uh, we all meet over at Doug's house. We're going to go across the street. He lives out in Ponte Vedra area. And so we're going to go over to the TPC. And the, that day, that Thursday, we walk in the gates. And we're not 100 yards in when we're told, hey, the tournament is going to be canceled. Wow. Uh, they're going to play today. But that's it. Now, think about it. I don't know what day that was. Somebody listening could probably clue me in. But it was day one of the TPC. Now, the day before, could you have ever imagined where we are today? No. And I was walking up, walking down the aisle, the, the hall here at the Salem Center, and I was excited about being here. I was just excited about, you know, seeing you, seeing Steve. And and I got to tell you, that's the one thing I miss the most is fellowship. Mm. Yeah. Just you know, I'm. I would say I'm somewhat of an extrovert. I, I've never met a stranger. I like people. Um, yeah, they can wear on me just like you know most of us. But yeah. uh, the reality is, I enjoy being around people. I like learning about people. And kind of, uh, you and I are just sitting in here chatting for ten, fifteen minutes before we come on the air, and I learn some things about you. Yeah. Number one, you got a wife. Yep. Ari, yep. Ariana, mm-hmm. uh, and she is about to give birth. Yeah. What any day, right? Yeah, she's due the 31st, October 31st, our first baby will be due. Um, but, yeah, anytime they say, I, I guess, after, you know, 37 weeks, you can kind of just expect them to pop. Steve, whenever. we're going to have to pray for this, brother. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, I think you're having a girl. Yep. 
And what is going to be her name? Uh, Sayla Aria. Sayla. Sayla. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, um, I've got five kids. I've got three girls. I've got two boys. Now, my boys would listen regularly. I've got one up in Nashville, one here locally. Um, I've got uh, uh, one daughter in college in Colorado. Okay. Another one, my oldest, who is here in town. She's about your age. And then uh, another daughter who's married in in Nashville. So they listen occasionally. And I don't have any problem saying this on the air. I would have had a dozen girls. <laughs> now, most guys look at me and go, you're out of your mind. Uh, the girls are, man, they are so sweet. Yeah. Now, there is a time period where they go into these. Uh, uh, there's some hormone challenges. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to tell you about that yet. You'll, <laughs> you'll experience that. And you'll be far wiser come come that season of life. <laughs> Um, but it will definitely challenge you. So <laughs> congratulations uh-huh. to you and Ari. Uh, just praying that God uh, brings uh, Selah. Selah. Yeah, Sayla. like in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good word. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited about it and a little nervous, obviously. Uh, rightfully so. You know, but especially the closer uh, we get to her due date, I'm like, oh. Oh, man, here we go. Just take her for a walk around the block, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I can only imagine. Uh, let's see, our first one was born at the end of August. Mm. So my wife was pregnant during the hottest days of the summer. And I remember saying, not that we necessarily planned all this stuff. God is sovereign. He's in control. But uh, if she had her wishes, it would not be pregnant mm. in August. Yeah, I'm sure your wife would probably agree. Yep. Yeah, she would. Yeah. Well, listen, it's uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, Steve, thanks for letting me, you know, amateur hour uh, for Brad to come in. And Doug will be back in tomorrow. Yes, he will. In fact, if you are uh, maybe um, interested in coming to one of the SWAT Bible studies, uh, they kick off starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woody's Barbecue in Ponte Vedra. You can go to uh, SWATradio.com. And you'll see the the various Bible studies that meet throughout the city and throughout the week. We'll have uh, the uh, Salem Center one at noon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's the one I go to. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to having Doug back. Uh, and then Thursday they have one at uh, Jumpin' Jack's House Food. That's the one I go to. Good, um, and good. And they have a, 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 a what, not Skype. It's, yeah, Skype. Zoom, yeah, kind of Zoom, a Zoom, Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that you can get on as well. Like uh, – Brad said you can find all the information there uh, on at SWATradio.com. Well, I've been very encouraged. Uh, I haven't been to the Thursday morning study. I, I go occasionally if I'm going to teach, but I uh, love that study. Yeah. I love Howdy. love going to Jumpin' Jack's. Uh, the, they're still doing those breakfast pizzas. Yeah, they are. They're really Man, good. Man, they are strong. Um, anyway, I love it. I'm really encouraged by it. Like this morning, we have a study that meets on the west side at West Side Baptist Church mm. at 8 o'clock every Tuesday morning. We had a good group of guys this morning. I think we had 20, 25 men show up. And uh, so it is kind of good. By the way, I've still got my mask on. It's not over my face, but I'm going to take this thing off. You know, wearing turtlenecks in the studio is not the yeah. thing for me. Um, but uh, how's it been Thursday morning? Good good group? Yeah, there's been a pretty good turnout. Good, yeah. I'm, good. I don't know what it was like uh, before because I wasn't here before. Right. But, yeah, it seemed like a lot of guys to me. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're not plugged into a men's fellowship a men's bible study this isn't social hour by the way it is we open the word and Mm -hmm. we dig in and it's a great great study and uh, there's a lot of guys within these groups 
I mean, I think Doug told me at one time about 17 different churches represented among mm. the men of SWAT. And so we're always looking for new guys to come hang out with us. Let's crack the word and yeah. let's, uh, let's examine the scriptures yeah. and then let's challenge each other. Mm-hmm. You know, ha- and most of what Doug and I enjoyed about being in the studio together was the hour after the program mm. where we begin to kind of flush some of this stuff out. You yeah. know, we, we don't sit behind these mics with the answers. I mean, we know where the answer is. Right. The reality is the greatest challenge is, is what James tells us to be. Don't merely be a hearer of the word. Yeah. And I would add to that, don't merely merely be a teacher, preacher, radio host. Be yeah. a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. Boy, isn't that the greatest challenge? Yeah. Wait till you have kids. But <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, what's on the news today? Anything Anything up? Well, you know, like uh, what's been dominating the news has been uh, the confirmation hearing of uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And, you know, there's been a few viral sound bites. Uh, from, or, yeah, a few things from that. I think uh, she was doing uh, the whole hearing with no notes, added notes of preparation. Really? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh, no notes? Yeah, nothing. She had a notepad in front of her that was blank, and that was that was it. So, so she's probably jotting down stuff maybe that somebody says. I, I wonder. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it just appears like, uh, compared to what everyone else had, uh, that she was just kind of going with what she knew, so that I think probably to show, hey, I know this stuff backward yeah. and forward and uh, I think there was also some uh, uh, inter- an interchange with uh, Feinstein, mm-hmm. um, and she was uh, pressing her on uh, Roe v. Wade and stuff like that. So I think that's been, for the most part, what's made the news and also some attacks on her by uh, feminists that are uh, liberal feminists, uh, kind of calling her handmaid and this and that and saying, you know, she would be bad for women and kind of castigating her for having... Uh, seven kids and stuff like that so it's been uh that's actually been i guess more par for the course i'd say today in the news than what has been the past eight months hey can you imagine if she were a liberal yeah she'd be poster poster woman right Mm -hmm. seven women uh yeah i mean mean, she very well educated by the way yeah notre dame yep which is where you were my yeah born yeah, basically my right? dad went there your yeah. dad went there yeah. yeah my family's from up around there yeah um but yeah she was a professor there um seems to be real solid and you know obviously the the problem is that she's uh a, a textualist um but yeah if she wasn't you know you you would think that she would be perfect for um kind of what a liberal would be looking for and i think that's probably why they're having some trouble without a right you know, how do we attack yeah that? yeah yeah, yeah. So. interesting well you know what? <laughs> there are so many challenges that we and we kind of jumped into it a little bit uh, yesterday here on the air. I don't know if you. I know Doug uh, listens uh, listens to the Denison Forum. Mm. Uh, the, this was the headlines of the Denison Forum, and it it says <clears throat> uh, Oreo rainbow cookies and looting in L.A. <laughs> uh, and it, it says Oreo has released limited edition rainbow cookies in support of the LGBTQ plus community yep big surprise there they are not sold in stores to receive a pack you need to share a photo of you and your friends at last year's pride parade your chosen family or how you show allyship for others (laughs) that is interesting um we will be back with more after the break we're coming up on a break uh so we'll finish up with that stay tuned (laughs) sorry to leave you with that one (laughs) 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. Will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? Right. And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil Start talking to me Saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a That is Nobody by Casting Crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, uh, I am joined by Brad Sykes today in for Doug. Um, and he was reading from the Denison Report uh, just before we went to break. And he's going to continue uh, with, with that. It was titled what again? Okay, let me go back. Oh, um, I think it was Rainbow yeah, Oreos. Oreo and, Rainbow yeah. Cookies and Looting in L.A. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll hit on this. So. Yeah, it, it's Oreos released this limited edition rainbow cookies in support of the LGBTQ plus community, and they're not sold in stores. So how do you get a pack? It says to receive a pack, and you ask me, I mean, I don't know, uh, do, do they pay for it? I'm assuming they do. To receive a pack, you need to share a photo of you and your friends at last year's Pride Parade, your chosen family, or how you show allyship for others crazy isn't it unbelievable that this is the kind of stuff that we're exposed to i kind of mentioned it last year you know rewind 10 years 20 years 30 years look what's happened i mean 
wherever you are politically, you lean left, lean right, whatever it is. Could you have? I've talked to my dad, and my dad is uh, almost eighty-five. To ask him, Dad, could you have ever imagined in your lifetime that men would marry men, mm. or women would marry women, or men would want to become women? In fact, wouldn't just want to become women; would go about doing what needed to be done to make that happen. I mean, think of the lunacy yeah. <laughs> that that is. And and you you mentioned it just off the air as we broke. You know, the things we're exposed to because of the Internet. And what is it that kind of becomes our headline? What is what is What are the things that hit our front page when you turn on your computer? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable. By the way, did you ever – did you watch The Social Dilemma? Yeah. On uh, Netflix? On Netflix, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, I have – I try to stay away from a lot of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. I kind of mentioned it yesterday, Proverbs 30, verse 7 and 8. Yeah. H.B. Charles taught us at the retreat, really became convicted. And obviously, Agur is, is not only praying that lies and falsehoods would be kept far from him. He's probably talking about his own lies, yeah. his own yeah. falsehoods, because, listen, we struggle with that. Yep. You know? How you doing, Taylor? Hey, I'm doing great. When in reality, I'm really not. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the world we live in. Uh, I want you to like me, so I'm going to do what I need to do to make you like me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are falsehoods. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the the same is true is that how do we keep lies and falsehood far from us? And I was really challenged when HB spoke at the uh, at our at the uh, SWAT retreat that I need to be careful about what I allow to come into my uh, into my mind. Yeah. Um, we know Paul says, you know, we're we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed. How? By the renewing of our mind. Yeah. And the reality is, I say this a lot uh, when I meet with men: is I want to know what are you listening to, what are you reading, and what are you watching, and fourthly, who are you hanging around mm-hmm. with. And that will, those four questions will determine what your mind is dealing with. Yeah. What, what, what are you renewing your mind with? Because you're, you're renewing your mind somewhere. Uh, the question is where? Yeah, and I think that's something that people uh, don't really think about. You said, what are you listening to? What are you reading? Uh, what are you watching? And then who are you with? I think, you know, 20, you talk about 20, 30 years ago, the biggest one would be who are you hanging out with? And then those other things. But now more and more as we're getting more isolated that's kind of starting to become the back burner and it's more what are you listening to what are you watching and i don't think people are cognizant of that to think okay i really got to be checking the music that i listen to how that affects me you know what i'm reading and what i'm watching i mean i think we all kind of grew up like you know be wary of your friends but not a lot of people have been thinking about the other the other ways that we put stuff into our mind. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest challenges we face in the church. And it says, as I um, make disciples, as Doug and others make disciples, I think the greatest challenge in, in a world like we live in today is it's easy for a man to get isolated. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's connected, but in reality, he's isolated. Yeah, And, uh, you know, we need men in our life. This is why we encourage guys Hey, don't just listen to us on the air. Come join us at a SWAT Bible study. Yeah. Come engage with some other men. And, uh, you know, I think in many ways we are the byproduct of the men that we've surrounded ourselves mm-hmm. with. You know, guys like Doug who've been in my life for 20 years. I've been in his life for 20 years. Uh, we have a close enough relationship where if I see something that doesn't look right, he doesn't have a single problem with me saying, 
hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. You know, or the reality is if I'm struggling, I got somebody that I can go to. In fact, I've got a handful of guys I can go to. I'm not saying you got to air your dirt or laundry all over the place, but you better have two or three brothers in your life yeah. who know your stuff. And I think for my generation and younger, that is increasingly difficult to find, you know, um, to someone that you can be that close to and, uh, and who is walking, you know, who wants to walk in faith as well. And I think a lot of times, you know, Christian, young Christian men are relegated to, you know, their brothers, if they got them, their father, um, and not a lot of friends. And if you do have friends that are in the church, you don't ever get to that closeness where you can be open and honest and always has to be kind of this, Oh, you know, I got my walk all perfect, you know. Exactly. Well, and we're, we're going to look at it this week. Uh, we're looking at uh, Hebrews 11, verses 30 through 40, and we're looking at uh, courage mm-hmm. and conviction. And let me tell you, you got to have some courage to enter into a relationship where no holes barred. Yeah. Listen, you can ask me any question you want to ask me, and I'm going to be honest with you. Now, listen, if you took a survey across the board in the church, how many men are really doing that? Yeah, uh, I, I've shared this story many times um, where I had a guy in my life. Uh, this was 20, uh, 25, 26 years ago who uh, I'm sitting at breakfast with him and we've met one or two times before, but we just kind of connected and uh, we're at a we're at a, at a breakfast place. And just before we get up to leave, he says, hey, um, he gets a business card out and on the back of his business card, he writes his wife's name, Kelly, on there and puts her phone number. And uh, he said, I really need somebody in my life who's willing to really ask me the difficult questions. And so he writes her name on the back, hands that card over to me, and he says, you have the freedom to call her anytime you want and ask her how I'm doing as a Mm. dad and as a husband. And, of course, I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> I get a business card out, write Vicky on the back, and put my phone number on. And, and Taylor, i got to tell you this. As I slid that card over to my friend, I said, I, in my mind, in my heart, I said, that's the last person I hope he ever calls. Mm. Because the reality is I can come into a studio, I can go into a Bible study, into a church, and I can put a show on. Yeah, I'm a performer yeah. <laughs> in, in reality. And Vody Bauckham said, you don't measure the spiritual maturity of a man outside the home. Hmm. You measure it inside the yeah. home. And as a result of that relationship with that man, he and I became very close. Hmm. And, uh, boy, we, we didn't have a problem sticking our finger in each other's chest and asking those tough questions. And we need that as men. Yeah. And I think SWAT is, very, is, is a vital tool in that process. What uh, I mean, because that's, that's such a profound thing to write that down because who's going to know you better than your wife did you ever ask him like what made him did he hear that from somebody that was a good strategy to do or like what made him decide you know it's a long story i don't want to go into the details of how he and i got connected but back 25 years ago promise keepers was a big deal and Mm, one of the big things about promise keepers it wasn't about i mean yes it was about these big conferences and you'd have 30 40 50 thousand men show up at these these events but the reality is, we all know, we can go to events, we can listen to podcasts and good sermons and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Those are mountaintop experiences. Yeah. The reality is, we live in the valley, mm-hmm. and, and, and we need fellowship in the valley of life. And, uh, and so accountability was a big deal in the old Promise Keeper days. Hey, you need to have a, you know, some, some men who will hold you accountable. Mm. But what does that really mean? You know, and that became kind of a buzzword for a lot of men. Mm. 
and uh, you know you get guys together in a small group and you know we toss out our little token sin that we struggle with mm. but in reality we all know there were sins that were layered underneath that yeah that we didn't want to expose and again it deals with this issue of courage and conviction that that the reality is we, we need people we need men in our lives who really know us yeah. they know the struggles that we battle and and the reality is if i if i got somebody and said hey Taylor, I want you to pour into this guy. I want you to disciple this guy. I hope you don't disciple him as if you got the answers or you got it all figured out. Yeah. The reality is Doug and I talk about used to talk about it all the time. Hey, we're just broken men. Yeah. But we're being transformed. We're in process still. Now, we may be a few miles down the road, but the reality is I don't want to meet with you and tell you how great I am because yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am still struggling. You know, and and that's why we need that fellowship. We need those tough questions. I mean, you've been a coach, you mm-hmm. know what it's like. You've played elite level athletics. What is what is what's required to really be a top level athlete? You need a coach. You need somebody who's willing to get in your face. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be harsh. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think there's got to be an authenticity in relationship, some vulnerability mm-hmm. and some reality. Hey, listen, I don't look at you and go well, I bet Taylor's really got it all together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know you're a man. You're wrapped in flesh. As long mm-hmm. as we're wrapped in flesh, we're going to struggle. Yeah, and I think that's something that it's easier to present and project that image of, hey, I got it all figured out as we've gotten more and more isolated. Boy. You know what I mean? But when, <laughs> you know, when you think about the Christian faith and the church, you know, it's supposed to be like a community. And you think about originally it was a smaller community and, if you try to act like that, people are like, man, I see you every day. Yeah, exactly. I, know, I know that's not what you're like. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, we have the news coming up, so we will be back with more after the news. But we would like to take this time to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. Com. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle is at SWAT Radio Talk. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can listen to SWAT Radio by searching SWAT Radio if you would like to listen to us by podcast. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh right now. It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring me down. But what will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now? (laughs) I know you're able to lie, I know you can't. 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Mercy Me with Even If. Took me a second to pick up the song because we were talking a little bit and I missed the start of it. That is my bad. Uh, If you are just joining us, we have Brad Sykes in for Doug today. Doug will be back tomorrow. Um, But we are going to be looking at Hebrews. We started uh, looking at that uh, yesterday. Well, we've been looking at Hebrews for a while. But uh, chapter 11, verses 30 through 40, uh, started that yesterday. We got into... Uh, talking about Joshua and uh, the faith of the Israelites and the courage of the Israelites, um, and particularly Joshua when it came to uh, their first encounter in the promised land of Jericho. And so we're going to continue talking about uh, the courage and the conviction that it takes to uh, be men and women of faith. Um, So that is where we're at. If you would like to turn with us, that's where we'll be. And well, I was going to say, Doug, Doug will never have me back, Taylor, if we don't <laughs> jump into the text. And I was sharing with you, I mean, Doug and I have had, I mean, some of our richest conversations have happened either on breaks, mm. uh, just like you and I were just having, yeah. you know, it's just this doing life together, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you, I was talking about the, you asked me a question about promise keepers and, you know, I think that, um, social media uh, puts off this idea that we have true relationship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that uh, if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma, I highly encourage you to watch it. It is not a spiritual show, but uh, it's enlightening. And yeah. you realize that, uh, listen, we need true, authentic koinonia is the Greek word uh, mm. for fellowship. Mm. And uh, it's it's iron sharpening iron. It's It's having relationships. It's what I said when I came up here. It's one of the things I miss the most. It's the fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, you can have, uh, listen, to be in the Word, whether it's a SWAT study or a small group study, whatever it might be, <clears throat> we we need to be in, in deep fellowship with other believers. I, uh, I uh, several years ago, was leading a couple of small group studies of men and uh, did one on Friday morning, early Friday morning, did one on Monday night, and almost uh, – consistently every week we'd have this great time of studying the word of God, praying for one another. And then we would go out to our cars and go home almost every week. Taylor, one of the guys that was in that small group would say, Hey Brad, wait, wait a second. And there at my car, we would begin to talk about things that weren't discussed in a small group. Now you think about that. I would encourage any man to get into a small group any couple to get into a small family group because you do life together. Yeah. But there's a whole nother level of things that aren't going to be discussed in a small group that will be discussed when you and I meet one-on-one. Yeah. It may not happen immediately, but it will happen mm-hmm. over time if you do it consistently. So I just really challenge a lot of men to yeah, get involved in a Bible study. But one of the things Doug and I are really passionate about is seeing the guys at SWAT pair up in, in twos yeah. you know, and go, hey, go grab lunch. Go fishing together. Go golf together. The things you discuss, I, I, I can't even imagine. We could talk for weeks about the conversations you and your dad have probably had. Yeah. It, not planned. Not, you know, no mm-hmm. outlines. Just life. They were just doing life. Deuteronomy yeah. 6. Yeah, and that's uh, kind of to your point. I think my generation is missing that completely and, you know, sees kind of, uh, you know, going to a small group as, oh, yeah, that's good, but wanting something deeper, wanting that doing of life together. Um, But it's, you know, difficult to find where we're at. But as you say, there is so much benefit 
that there is to be had in, uh, you know, just in fellowship. And then obviously in that fellowship, there's uh, the strengthening of your faith through uh, mutually through one another. But, you know, the fellowship of in and of itself is a great thing as well. Well, you know, the verse says iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. finish it up. So one brother sharpens so another. So one brother sharpens another. You know, it's, again, it not not discounting the importance of Bible studies and small groups. But man, you better have a you better have a close brother next to you. <clears throat> yeah. Who's going to carry your casket? Mm. Who's going to carry your casket? And uh, you know, I think it's a it's a it's a great challenge. I've got I've got guys that I've been meeting with for 16, 17 years mm. uh, consistently, and I mean some of them are closer than any of my family. Mm. Uh, so, by the way, we'll jump in here. Hebrews chapter eleven. We're gonna I'm gonna have you read verses thirty through forty. But <clears throat> before you do that, this chapter. It's the character and demands of faith. I, I call it the the Hall of Fame of mm-hmm. faith. And God reveals first that the that He's the author of our faith. Um, he is the motivation for our faith. He's the demonstration of our faith. He's the journey of our faith. He's the security of our faith, and He's the supremacy of our faith. And, and we're going to kind of just dig into this particular passage here in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 30. Read it through the end of the chapter, if you would, Taylor. All right. <clears throat> By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would not would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. In all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. May God bless the reading of his word. Um, You know, we kind of jumped into this a little bit yesterday. Can you imagine uh, evangelizing somebody and reading that as your passage? Yeah. (laughs) And and I said this yesterday. I know guys who do that. Uh, and I think it maybe needs to be done more mm-hmm. is that this is not an easy road. Yeah. Um, and you were mentioning people in India. Uh, I mean, Doug and I both know people over there who they've had to risk their lives. Mm-hmm. China. I mean, listen, you, you give your life to Christ and you, you're going to genuinely walk this out, this walk of faith. Uh, there's a high risk there. There's no risk mm-hmm. here. I mean, what what's the risk here? that somebody may not like you, somebody may post something on Facebook about yeah. you, you know? I mean, is that not a challenge? Is that not a – it convicts me big time as I read that, you know? Yeah. And he kind of goes through this whole list of people. 
Jericho we talked a little bit about yesterday. I mean, it, Doug put here, said, when God commands us to do something that seems foolish or presents us with an opportunity to put him on display, do we evaluate from a worldly perspective or look for a way out? Do we show a courageous faith to those around us? Do we show an unyielding faith in the one true living God? First Peter 2.9 says you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. We, that's, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. As a follower of Christ, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. And then the very next verse proclaims the reality is, Here's your purpose. Here's what you're here for, to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into light. And you think about the fact that of the opportunities that God is going to give us to share our faith, to live our faith, it's not going to be exactly the way you would want it to be or the way you would draw it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. And and, uh, like you say, uh, in America, it's been – it's been the easy road, the comfortable road, and I think some people in the church are starting to wake up to the fact that that's not been the case throughout church history. Um, that's not the case in most of the places of the world, and in the future, that might not be the case here. Um, I think we're headed that yeah. way, don't you? Yeah, I 100% think that, and I think that if we don't prepare our minds and our bodies and our hearts uh, now uh, for that, well... When when the day comes, if we're if we haven't been practicing our faith, haven't been living in faith uh, in, in Christ, we're te- we're we're at a high risk of falling away when when the going gets tough. Well, there has to be a constant. Not to keep referring back to even just the the things that we do in life, but as a as an athlete, if you haven't been to the gym in six months and mm-hmm. you go to the gym, is it going to be easy? No. Nope. Not only is it not going to be easy, the next couple of days are going to be very painful mm-hmm. unless you get back in there. Yep. you got to keep getting in the fight. And, and it's demonstrated in unconventional obedience. Uh, Joshua, I mean, we we looked at this yesterday. In fact, if you would, turn to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua 6 and read uh, 1 through 6. And, you know, Paul says, God shows what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And uh, just read Joshua 6, 1 through 6. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall, shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a, bla- a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant. And let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. Okay, so n- not very conventional, not nope. conventional warfare. Yeah. Not so at what's all. it going to require as a leader to take that charge? 
Stick with us to find out. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without. That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, Brad Sykes is in for Doug McCary. Doug will be back uh, tomorrow. We are looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verses 30 through 40. And we were just talking about uh, Joshua and the faith and the courage and conviction he displayed um, in leading the people of Israel uh, around the walls of Jericho. Uh, so that's where we're at. We're going to keep talking about that. We're going to talk about some of the other uh, people mentioned in uh, that passage. But if you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor at swatradio.com. You know, it was interesting to me uh, in reading that passage uh God says, you know, they, they come up onto the scene, Jericho shut up and God's like, look, I've given them to you. So this is how you're going to go about it. And he tells them, which, you know, to us growing up hearing the story forever, it's like, oh yeah, that's what he told him to do. But you got to imagine Joshua's like, what? Well, and you, and then, you just said, I've given them to you. Yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, you'd look at that and go, uh, no, that's yeah, not yeah, true. Yeah. They're walled up. Yeah, they're they're ready for a fight. Yeah. And yeah, he says, like, given them to you, and this is how you're gonna get it. And then the next verse, the last verse that we read in that in that passage was Joshua, All right, get the priests together. This is what we're doing. You know, and I'm sure there must have been hesitancy like in his uh, you know, he or at least some questioning, but as far as the text says, it says immediately after that he's like, All right, let's go do it. 
Well, I mean, not only the faith of Joshua, which we talked about this a little bit yesterday, that look, look who Joshua was mentored by, yeah, you know, by Moses. Mm-hmm. Moses basically says, hey, I'm, I'm not going over there. Uh, it's, it's, it's on you. Yeah. You're prepared. You're ready. Now go. And, of course, the spies go in, you know. Yep. And only two spies this o- time. Only two yeah. spies come back with eyes of faith, yeah. you know, w- with the reality that we got this. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's also interesting that the second time, you know, Joshua, he, him and uh, uh, Caleb were the ones saying, oh, we can do it, right? That was them. T- yeah. And then the second time going in, he only sends in two spies, you know, <laughs> and then they go in Rahab, uh, you know, and she's mentioned there in the passage too. Yeah. She shows faith and saves not only herself, but her whole entire family, you know, by which is something that if you if you think about it, I mean, that, that's a tremendous act of faith. And then the conviction to follow through with it, you know, it took courage to break from her whole society and then get her whole family, you know, to, to go along with it. But then the conviction to stay in that room and uh, uh, throw down the, the rope and basically just wait and be like, yep, this is what they told me to do. I believe in God and. So this is what's going to happen. Well, and that's, that is the issue you're dealing with that we don't really uh, struggle with. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we don't, I'm not at risk when I leave here mm-hmm. having my Bible under my arm yeah. or speaking. I've got a meeting after this with a brother and listen, we're going to meet at Starbucks, yeah. you know, and we're going to talk about the Lord. We don't, we're not at risk for a lot of things. And Doug even left last week's lesson with two questions, and they're they're really important questions that I think we ought to ask. This is kind of that one-on-one discussion as we meet with one another. What is it that you are fearing? You know, most of us, if we're honest, there's something going on in our life yeah. that's causing some maybe some restlessness, maybe some anxiety, some fear, some worry, some stress. Mm-hmm. What What is it? And can you really put your finger on it, you know, and is it, am I fearing a job loss, health? I've got a couple of very good friends, SWAT brothers who are going through some very difficult times with Mm. their children. And uh, that's, that's a scary thing. And uh, what does it look like to live by faith? What does it look, I mean, what courage is required in your walk with Christ right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to get some conversation started? That'll do it right there. <laughs> yeah. and, and then the other question was, where am I compromising? And I'm trying to imagine Joshua meeting with the men. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of almost comical. I've had that conversation with my with my children. You know, can you imagine the conversation Joshua's having with the, with these men? Yeah. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is This is what I've heard. This is what I've read. And we're going to march around this city with our trumpets. And (laughs) then we're going to scream. Can you imagine, you know, what was going on? Yeah. And, you know, kind of like you say, we don't feel a lot of times that kind of push. And and then, you know, talking about compromise. And I kind of wonder if we have compromised in ways that we don't realize because the culture is exceedingly moving away from, um, you know, God. But sometimes we as Christians aren't feeling any sort of like smack in the face about that. And I wonder if personally we don't see it as compromise, but we, we kind of, Oh, I'm just not going to say this here. I'm just going to kind of 
go to my job, I'm going to do this or that and not say, you know, not say what I believe in and in that way compromise or um, by accepting lies and, you know, in some ways modeling our life off that just because, oh, well, I got to work. So it's easier to get along if I just kind of go along, you know. You know, one of the things that I'm a big believer in is that we need to know the word of God. You know, we look at uh, the the fruits of the spirit, and we just start with the very first one: love. Mm. There's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self control. But if you just start with with love, what what does it look like courageously to love someone? Now it's easy. I'm easy to love somebody who's doing something for me, mm-hmm. but to love somebody requires courage. True love requires courage because it may require me saying something to you that you don't want to hear. Yeah. That may make it a little uncomfortable. So, you know, what am I fearing? In a lot of cases, I'm really fearing truly loving somebody mm. with a Christ-like love. You know, I think we even touched on it a little bit yesterday. If we love somebody, we're going to speak truth into their life. Yeah. I'm not going to just do it because oh he thinks like I think and that's, yeah. you know uh, you know you just go through the fruits of the spirit it requires courage to live those out yeah it does um, yeah and yeah and that's something like you know we've been talking about uh, what's gonna come down the pipe possibly I I know that I felt the pinch of oh I'm listening to this thing and in, in, in a work setting and oh if someone hears this they might think oh you know you know and it might get me in into some some trouble and and then have those feelings and be like, wait a minute, who's in control? You know, what's the worst that they can do to me? Exactly. I can lose my job, but God can take care of that, you know? Well, that was so much of what I was challenged by last week is this idea that um, it's a faith that requires courage, and and that courage is going to be witnessed by other people. And you Mm -hmm. think about, you know, Joshua, Moses modeled for Joshua what it looked like to have courage. Joshua modeled what it looked like to have courage. And just right on down the line, in fact, that passage goes into speaking about uh, uh, the faith of Rahab, which we we know what she did. You kind of described it. That took serious faith. Her life was on the line Mm -hmm. and her whole family. And then it goes on and it, it talks about Gideon. I mean, th- that story alone is unbelievable. And, you know, what's interesting about Gideon is he's listed here. And if you read Gideon's story, it starts with him. Uh, uh, was he he's threshing wheat in the in the in a wine press, right? right kind of right. hiding and uh, multiple times of him saying, OK, well, do this with the fleece. OK, now do that with the fleece. Um, but he still, you know, might have been like, oh, he was kind of tentative but like you talk about that conviction he lived it out and is in the hall of faith so you know that doesn't mean that we can't struggle um but it's the perseverance you know and and i think that's what he kind of exemplifies exemplifies there you know and the same with uh barack who went to deborah and was mm-hmm. like uh hey okay you got to come with me though because you know i'm i'm kind of feeling but he still he he went out and did it right and, right yeah jl ended up uh driving the tent page. I mean, but, that's an amazing story. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, the reality is sometimes we may need a brother mm-hmm. to go with us. Yeah. Uh, 
I wouldn't suggest taking my wife into battle, <laughs> uh, although she's in battle for me all the time. But yeah, so Barak and then Samson and Jephthah. First uh, Samuel really goes into depth about that. Uh, David, Samuel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually pulled up because one of the songs that we came in on is I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody. Uh, I don't know what is, it's the song is nobody. Yeah, by casting, by casting crowns. crowns. But, but listen to the lyrics. And David brought a rock to a sword fight. Yeah. Okay. Well, would that not be a story of all time? Mm-hmm. And, and it is. I mean, Doug even talked about it. Yes, last week. When you talk about David, what is it that comes to mind? It's usually not Bathsheba. Yeah. It's it's Goliath. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's it's an amazing story about what God can do. And then the next line in that song says, you pick 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen. Mm-hmm. You know, Doug's a, listen, if you were the HR for Jesus's ministry, <laughs> you would not have picked those 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you and I. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. We are not, we're nobody. Uh, just trying to tell everybody yeah. about someone who saved our soul. And, and here's where I was incredibly challenged. Courage is demonstrated when we obey the word of the Lord, even when it goes against what we kind of expect, the way we think it should play out. Yeah. And I mean, I think Doug's going to get far into more of the conviction aspect. Courage mm-hmm. kind of brings you into the fight. Conviction gets you through the yeah. fight. And uh, I highly recommend, go go read these these texts. Uh, David, Samuel, Jephthah, Samson, Barak, Gideon, Rahab, Joshua, amazing men of faith. Yes, so that is our time for the day. We are so glad that uh, Brad Sykes was in for Doug today. Um, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spirit.